Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, and we start with local news. The Columbia Police Department is trying to locate a 15-year-old runaway juvenile, Fernando Membreno. Fernando was last seen on February 15th in the area of Westover Drive. Fernando is 5 feet 5 inches tall and weighs 100 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Any person with additional information that may assist in this or any other investigation is encouraged to contact Columbia Police Department Dispatch 24 hours a day at 931 388 2727. Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931 381 4900 or Columbia Safe Tip email at safetips at columbiatn.com. The City of Columbia broke ground Monday on a long-awaited renovation project to upgrade and expand what has been Columbia Fire and Rescue's home base for nearly five decades. The project to renovate Fire Station No. 1 dates back nearly 10 years as the current facility, which opened in 1979, began to show signs of age and deterioration. There were also opportunities to modernize the 1000 South Garden Street Fire Hall in a number of ways, such as constructing separate dormitories for men and women. Columbia City Council approved the $4.8 million project in December after nearly a year and a half of preliminary design and engineering work, as well as budgeting and waiting for the opportune time to get underway. This is more than just a remodel, it's an expansion, Columbia Fire Chief Ty Ty Cobb said. The renovation project will be overseen by architect George Newber and Brindley Construction. In addition to the east and west dorms, the 13,675-square-foot facility is getting a new training center and community room, kitchen space, as well as having the building upgraded to modern energy code standards. It's a privilege to work alongside folks who who have important needs in this community for a facility that needs to function well, architect Newber said. This really provides a good environment for firefighters to work in. Fire Station No. 1 will also upgrade its use as an emergency shelter equipped to withstand winds up to an F3 tornado. This would also provide backup power for its command center and IT department to remain operational during severe weather events. Additional parking will also be added to the rear of the building, as well as a new roof which is expanded to maintain a 30-year lifespan. I'm honored to be part of a team of people to put this together, alongside our contractor, Brindley Brindley Construction, which I've worked with for several years now, Newber said. I'm honored that this was a team effort to service this community to make sure you are getting a building that's going to last many decades to come. City Manager Tony Massey said the project is expected to have a 12-month construction timeline and that the city would have a pretty solid estimate around the holiday season. By Christmas time, if we're not finished, hopefully we'll be close to finishing, Massey said. This project dates back to when Tommy Hemphill was chief back in 2016 and 2017, so it's a very long time coming, he said. Monday's ceremony to kick off the renovation project took place at the fire hall, with attendance from many city officials, current and former firefighters, chiefs, and supporters. Vice Mayor Randy McBroom shared his appreciation for being part of the vote that moved the project forward and that providing the best environment possible for Columbia's first responders is a top priority. 
I'm glad to see this place is getting a remodel, McRoom said, and we wanted the city to show that we have y'all's back. We want this to be the best place to come and work, he said. Massey added the renovation was a long time coming and that Fire Station Number 1 has not only served as CFR's main headquarters, but as a symbol for the history and success the department has shown and will continue to for decades to come. Many have lived here, worked here, protected this city with this building for past generations, Massey said. The present generations and future generations of firefighters will continue to protect our community from this building, he said. Yesterday, the Middle Tennessee region of the Boy Scouts of America held their annual luncheon and honored Columbian Julius Johnson. WKOM-WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the event and spoke to the honoree, as well as Eagle Scout Jesse Hood. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today, Tuesday, I am at the Boy Scout luncheon here at the Baptist Church here in Columbia, Tennessee. A number of people are gathered from all over Murray County to honor the Boy Scouts, to celebrate the Boy Scouts. This luncheon today is in honor of Julius Johnson. He is former executive director of Tennessee Farm Bureau, former commissioner of agriculture for Tennessee. I'm also here with Jesse Hood, a scout who's going to speak today. He's an Eagle Scout. He's got badges. He's got so many badges, I can hardly count them. He's going to talk about what scouting means to him. First of all, I want to talk to Julius Johnson, though. Julius, tell me about your activities, your work with scouts over the years, and what scouting means to Murray County and southern Middle Tennessee. Well, this area of the state has a long tradition of being supportive of Boy Scouts, one of the best Boy Scout programs in the country. And we're part of that council, and uh, my son, when he was at Riverside School, I became an assistant scoutmaster and, and got involved. The Farm Bureau, where I spent 37 years, is has a deep dedication to the Boy Scout program, and uh, so I carried on that tradition as uh, being the executive director out there, and and uh, a lot of support from a lot of different people. Joe Lancaster, Wayman Hickman, Dan Wheeler are names that passed on the torch of supporting the Boy Scouts. Congratulations on this honor for all your work with scouting over the years. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to speak with Jesse Hood now. He's going to speak. He is, like I said, an Eagle Scout. He's a uh, a young man standing here with more badges than we could count in the next 30 minutes. He's going to speak today to this luncheon about what scouting means to him. Jesse, tell us what scouting means to you. Well, sir, uh, scouting to me has always been an honor to be a part of it and has always been something that has helps with thousands of people across Tennessee itself. To me, it is a great honor to uphold and a memory that I would love to share with the coming generations and just open up to the world. All right, Jesse Hood, now where do you go to school? I go to school at Richland High School in South Dallas County. And tell me who your parents are. My parents are Beverly Hood and Kevin Hood. There you go. When did you get your Eagle Scout? Well, sir, I actually ended up getting my Eagle Scout uh, back in November. You were at the ceremony for opening and the ribbon cutting of it with Malachi Gaskins. Congratulations. Are you going to continue with scouting uh, even into your adult life? Yes, sir, I do. I'm already looking forward to helping out my troop further with what they're doing and uh, furthering the development of my Eagle Scout project, which was a raised bed garden helping to give back to the community. That's all amazing. This is a great occasion. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, at the Boy Scout Luncheon here in Columbia, Tennessee, at the Baptist Church, where Julius Johnson is being honored for his years of work with Boy Scouts. And 
Jesse Hood is going to tell us about what scouting means to him. Jesse, congratulations, man, on getting that Eagle Scout. Thank you, sir. Murray County legislators have voiced their support of a proposed bill that would cap property tax increases initiated by county governments across the state. Some Murray County commissioners oppose the legislation. House Bill 565, sponsored by Representative Chris Todd, a Republican from Jackson. The bill proposes capping a property tax increase at 2% within one fiscal year. An increase increase over 2% plus inflation each year or over a 6% increase within a three-year period would require a countywide referendum to further raise the property tax. State Senator Joey Hensley, State Representative Scott Sapicki, and State Representative Kip Capley agree that the bill would protect taxpayers and give them a voice in future increases. This is to protect the taxpayer, our citizens, from high property tax increases at one time, Representative Sapicki said. People should have a say in raising taxes when it affects their bottom line. I also represent retired citizens, veterans, and the elderly who live on a fixed income. Every time taxes are raised... It squeezes them more and more, he said. Todd says the bill originated to protect citizens from dramatic property tax increases. Areas across the state, county, or municipality sometimes pass an increase of 30 cents or more during one fiscal year, which is a huge increase, Todd said. It's difficult for citizens to budget for that. In 2022, the Murray County Commission voted to approve a 31-cent property tax increase, primarily spurred by rising school capital costs, an action that generated much debate before passing. Several local governing authorities in Tennessee have enacted crushing property tax hikes in recent years, Representative Capley said. It is unacceptable that residents and businesses are being taxed out of their homes and buildings, which is one of the reasons I support efforts to limit these increases. I was proud to support more than $400 million in tax cuts for families and businesses last year. I will continue working to ensure efficiency in government rather than raising taxes on hardworking Tennesseans, he said. With growing infrastructure, county services, and schools due to rapid population growth in Murray County, Property tax increases have been an ongoing concern among commissioners. Murray County Commission Board Chairman Eric Previtti said he is against the bill, though the full commission has not formally opposed the bill. I am not in favor of of it personally because it will hamstring counties, Previtti said. For example, when you have a $63 million new school to be built, you have to have the bonds and the income to pay for that. Many times, these are unfunded mandates that come from the state that counties are not prepared to implement. I don't think it's a wise decision, he said. Earlier in February, the Murray County School Board passed $63 million to fund a new elementary school in North Columbia due to population growth where Columbia and Spring Hill meet in Murray County. Supporting the idea of a referendum, Senator Hensley said discussions about a possible property tax increase should be left to the county and local commissions, not the state. The county commissioners are elected by the people and have to answer to the voters any time they vote to raise property taxes, Senator Hensley said. They do not want to raise property taxes, but they are obligated to provide certain services and infrastructure for schools and growth, he said. The Tennessee General Assembly has also begun to pick up headway on other bills, ranging from school choice to growth solutions to public safety. Governor Bill Lee's recent State of the State address drew many polarizing opinions regarding his push to allow students access to vouchers to to attend a private or home school. 
Senator Hensley said while the bill would allow more opportunities to low-income families, there are more details to be discussed first. The bill is supposed to give parents a choice for education of their child and allow those parents whose child is trapped in a failing school and cannot afford to send their child anywhere else, Hensley said. This bill would provide an option for them, but we still do not have all the details for the bill that the governor is proposing. We should get those details in the next few days, he said. In 2019, the Tennessee General Assembly passed the ESA pilot program for eligible public school students at the poverty level, enrolled in underperforming schools, scoring in the bottom 10% in academic achievement in the state, targeting struggling districts like Memphis, Shelby County Schools, and Metro Nashville Public Schools. Representative Sipiki has typically supported school choice in Murray County and across the state, emphasizing that he believes parents should have educational options for children who are struggling. Sipiki recently supported the establishment of a charter school in Murray County to be operated by American Classical Education Group, though the proposal was struck down last summer by one vote by the Murray County School Board. In theory, I support the governor's bill, but I have not seen the language yet, Representative Sipiki said on Friday. It's beneficial for students whose needs aren't being met in the public education system for whatever reason. It gives control back to the parents, he said. Senator Hensley added that another education issue being discussed is the effectiveness of the 2021 third grade literacy and proficiency law, which determines whether a student has displayed adequate growth to move on to the fourth grade. The purpose of all of the legislation is to just help make sure all students can read on grade level so they can achieve a good education moving forward in their school, Hensley said. I also have legislation that is helping with teaching math so that our students are not being left behind on math scores. We have improved our reading scores in the state, but the math scores have fallen behind what they need to be. This legislation will help us teach math in the best and most effective way so we can achieve the growth that our students need, he said. Last week, the State House passed what some have deemed a controversial bill excluding the display of most flags in schools, including flags pertaining to a particular political party, religion, or sexual identity. The flag bill will continue to be heard by committees this week in the General Assembly, where the bill already has support from Senator Joey Hensley, who says he will vote in favor of its passing. I believe that public schools should be free of any indoctrination of personal beliefs by teachers and faculty, Hensley said. Schools should be for teaching the basics and not used to support any belief that should be taught by parents at home. Any parent should be able to send their child to a public school in Tennessee without fear of their child being indoctrinated by beliefs that the parents oppose, he said. Representative Sipiki also says he will vote in favor of the bill. In his weekly Capitol Capitol Hill report, Representative Kip Capley addressed several bill approvals, some of which pertain to firearm safety and students. This included House Bill 2882, which provides students with appropriate ages instruction on firearm safety in public schools. The curriculum would include training on how to identify a firearm and safety risks. It would prohibit the use of live firearms and ammunition, as well as remain neutral on political and gun-related issues. The bill is scheduled to be heard by the Education Instruction Committee this week. There's also legislation to allow college students the right to protect themselves with non-lethal weapons on college campuses, including pepper spray guns or gel, mace, or a stun gun. 
Senator Hensley and Representative Sapicki and Capley are scheduled to attend the Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance's annual State Eggs and Issues Breakfast Panel starting at 6.45 a.m. on Friday at the Memorial Building, where many of these issues will be discussed and shared with Murray County citizens. Habitat for Humanity Williamson-Murray invites the community on Saturday, March 2nd to welcome home the Bettis family, D'Angelo and Tierra, and their four children, Gabriella, Ariana, Mariana, and Josiah. The home is a dream come true for the Bettis family. Although becoming homeowners has been a lifelong goal, they were not able to qualify for traditional mortgage options. The family's present living conditions are unsafe and overcrowded, resulting in their three daughters sharing a cramped bedroom. Through the Habitat Ownership Program, the children will finally have bedrooms of their own and the Bettis family will have a safe place where they will make lasting memories together. Funding and volunteer labor for the home has been a community effort from the West Haven resident community. Since September of 2023, more than 160 West Haven volunteers have spent their weekends building the Bettis family home, totaling more than 1,000 volunteer hours. Through their generous donations and aid from local partners, including the West Haven Foundation, Southern Land Company, and California Closets, they have donated $70,000 towards building the Bettis family home. Habitat for Humanity Williamson-Murray is one of the affiliates statewide to receive grant funding from the Tennessee Housing Development Agency and Tennessee Housing Trust Fund. Since 2006, the development agency has provided more than $117.3 million dollars in trust fund grants to housing initiatives across Tennessee. This dedication ceremony marks the Bettis' completion of the home ownership program, including 200 hours of sweat equity, budget coaching, and homebuyer education. At the ceremony, Habitat for Humanity Williamson-Murray will recognize their sponsors and volunteers, bless the home, and present the keys to the homebuyers. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Ann Derryberry Wright, 102, a former resident of Columbia, died Tuesday, February 13th at Claiborne and Hughes Nursing and Rehab in Franklin. A graveside service will be conducted on Friday, February 23rd at 2 p.m. at Mount Hope Cemetery in Franklin. Mrs. Loretta Hensley Ballard, 79, died Friday, February 16th at Life Care Center of Columbia. A graveside service will be conducted on Friday, February 23rd at 3 p.m. at Ridgecrest Cemetery in Jackson, Tennessee. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. William Porter King, 88, retired professor and longtime resident of Columbia, died Sunday at Poplar Estates. A memorial service will be conducted on Saturday at 11 a.m. at West 7th Street Church of Christ. Burial will follow in Worley Cemetery in the Hampshire community. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home and Saturday from 10 a.m. until the time of the service at the church. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. This is Dale Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. 
and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 69 degrees. Winds will be out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect partly cloudy skies early that will give way to cloudy skies late. The low will be 52 degrees with winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews, realtor, and her husband, Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard, and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment, Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118. 
or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The Tennessee House's new ticketing policy for its public galleries are permissible under the state constitution, Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti said in a new opinion. Scrimetti issued the opinion at the request of Representative Vincent Dixie, a Democrat from Nashville. It's the first opinion issued at the request of a Democrat in Scrimetti's term. House Republican leadership began enforcing an unwritten rule in January requiring tickets to access the West Gallery of the House Chamber. The East Gallery remains open on a first-come, first-served basis. House Speaker Cameron Saxton had defended the policy as fair and equal to a system used by the U.S. Congress, which has long been an established written rule. Democrats decried the new policy as limiting public participation in public access, particularly in the wake of heated public protests of Republican policies. The Tennessee Constitution requires House and Senate chamber and committee doors to be kept open unless when the business shall be such as ought to be kept secret. Scrimetti's opinion states the ticketing policy would not technically close the doors to public access, but instead manage it. The galleries have a fixed seating capacity, Scrimetti wrote in the opinion, so even though the doors shall be kept open, public access to the proceedings is inherently limited to the seating capacity in the galleries. That space limitation necessitates a system for managing access and allocating the space available for the public in the galleries. A ticketing system is a common and reasonable way of allocating the available seating, he wrote. Democrats have decried what they call an increasing politicization of the attorney general's office, which has the statutory authority to publish legal opinions on behalf of the office's clients, such as the governor and elected state House and Senate members. Scrimetti had produced no opinions for Democrats since he took office in September of 2022, according to a Tennessean review, a shift from previous attorneys general. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercarey.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. And now our final story. Grammy Award winner and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee James Taylor announces a Nashville date for his tour, An Evening with James Taylor and his all-star band. Scheduled for Wednesday, June 12th at Bridgestone Arena. Tickets go on sale on Friday, February 23rd at 10 a.m. James Taylor has entertained audiences with his warm baritone voice and distinctive style of guitar playing for more than 50 years. You can find tickets by visiting www.bridgestonearena.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.